when when the wire ended in 2008 i'm thinking hollywood i'm like yeah this is this is it you know i'm on a big and i'm i'm getting recognized all across the country when it ended in 2008 i didn't work some of the people in hollywood producers writers managers they didn't know who i was it, it was kind of confusing in a way like i was just on the oh no i'm on the wire not even understanding good things come to an end What's up, family? Welcome to the Traffic Sales and Profits Show. I'm your host, Lamar Tyler. And if you're a black entrepreneur looking to grow and scale your company or looking for keys to unlock wealth, you're in the right space. And today I got my brother, <laughs> right, Mr. Trey Cheney. What's Mr. up, <laughs> Mr. Uh, 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 Why'd You Kill Wallace? Oh, Mr. my God. Mr. Poop yeah. on the Wire. Mr. Yeah. Kendrick from Saints and Sinners. Yeah, man. Mr. Yeah. I don't know if I can tell you, Mr. because the dude got projects <laughs> on deck. Yeah, man. And, and and today, you know what? Today's episode is special. Mm -hmm. I'm calling this one, Teach Me How to Hustle. Because <laughs> over the yeah. years, Trey, we did, some, we did some hustling together yeah. um, to make some things happen. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about your story. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the entertainment business. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and everything, man. But, but thank you for coming. Nah, man, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to be here, man. Um, you know, when I got the call, Really, I didn't even need a call. When you when I seen you and you said, man, I need you to pull up, I said, I'm coming. You know, we family, man. We brothers. So, I mean, I, I couldn't say no to, to this, you know? All right. Now, for the people um, that may not know you or maybe they know you and say, hey, maybe if they're not listening, just audio and they watch the video, say, hey, this guy looks familiar, right? Yeah. Um, tell them some of the places they may have seen you. Um, well, first of all, man, you know, the, one of the number one places that, that people come up to me all the time and speak about is me playing the character Poot on the HBO series, The Wire. You know, so um, just to make a long story short, you know, coming into this business at a, a very young age, eight years old, starting off as a hip hop artist, dancer, and just, you know, continuing to pursue my dreams in that field all the way up until, I wanna say 18, 19 years old, when I was discovered at the Lincoln Theater in Washington, DC, which is where we rap, where we from, DMV. Right. And um, a woman by the name of Linda Townsend, you know, she came up to me after winning at the Lincoln Theater first place. She said, I want to submit you for acting roles because I can see that you're not shy or timid. You know, you, you get up there on stage, you rapping, which means you can remember lines in the script. Right. So uh, a lot of people may not know the first project that Linda Townsend submitted me for back in 2001 was the HBO series The Wire. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I originally went in with um, casting director Pat Moran, who's from Baltimore, to read for the character Weebay. You know what I'm saying? Really? So, yeah. So I got to shout out my man, Hassan Johnson, who played Weebay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I originally go in to read for Weebay. And I remember when I walked in, I didn't know I, I was so green to auditioning, you know, because I had took drama in high school. But this was the real deal. And um, walking in, I remember Pat Moran saying Slate. And I'm like, what is that? She like, no, you, I need your name, <laughs> your first and last name, your height, you know, uh, where you from? So I got the Slate down. She told me to do the profile, you know, where you got turned to the side so they can get the whole profile. And then she said, um, go ahead and, you know, recite the monologue. So I recited the monologue. It was a monologue, a cold, like a cold read. And uh, 
I remember Pat telling me, she like, I can tell you never, you're not too familiar with this side of the, the acting world. This is auditioning, you know, just do it one more time, be comfortable. And I did it again. Man, I left. I get a call back. For anybody that's, you know, in this acting television film world, a callback is when you may not necessarily have the job, but the directors, the producers, the writers are interested. So I got a callback for WeeBay um, probably two weeks later. So I go back and I remember all of this like it was yesterday. This was, this was October of 2001. Mm -hmm. So I get a callback and um, when I go back in there, I'm looking at David Simon, the creator, mm -hmm. Nina Noble. Robert Cosbury, rest in peace to Robert Cosbury. Um, just executives from HBO. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, man, when I walked in there, I was nervous. I was like, yeah, this is, I don't know what this is about, but I'm gonna just go in here and do my best. They had me recite the monologue again. Did it, fumbled over some words, told them, I said, this is new to me and can y'all please let me do it again? Like, I, I think I fumbled over some words. And they just were staring at me like, yeah, do it again, but this time, get it right. That's wow. exactly what they said. Pressure. Pressure. So, through the grace of God, <laughs> I went in there and I read that joint, man. I felt like I aced it, but when I left out of the room, I'm like, I know I probably don't got this. I just felt, and I don't again, know, this is just your first. This is my first. This is your first time out, out the yeah, gate. Yeah. And you, at this point, you already know it's a show for HBO? Or do they just, you know, you know it's the show, but you don't know where it's going. It's a pilot going. for HBO. It's a pilot, okay. So it's almost like with the pilot, you don't even know if this thing. If it's going to get picked up. If it's going to get picked up or not. Right. So, you know, I leave out and um, I remember three weeks late. This was all in the month of October of 2001. Uh, my management at the time, Linda Townsend, she called. She said, hey, Trey, um, so you didn't book the role of WeeBay. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, I knew I was. She said, but you booked the role of Poop. This character named Malik Pukar. So I'm like, oh, all right. So they, you know, they must have seen something else in me and gave me another role. Yeah. She said, yeah, you're only supposed to be in like the first, maybe first two episodes in the first season pilot, meaning it's still not picked up. So I remember, um, you know, getting a schedule, you know, going, going on set in Baltimore, Merlin, the roughest part of Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, I got a trailer and I'm like, Oh, they like, yeah, this your trailer. It's where you go in, you know, hair and makeup. And I'm like, hair and makeup. But <laughs> I, I was so green to it all, man. And um, but you know, it, it it was like the best experience, the best learning experience for me because, you know, being on that show and only supposed to be in the first two episodes, it ended up turning into five seasons. Mm. You know, uh, this big recurring character and being around actors such as Michael B. Jordan, the early days, you know, Itris Elba, and you know, some iconic of the- Iconic cats, yeah, right? Yeah. Iconic, so many iconic- Most definitely, Wendell Pierce, Wood Harris, you know what I'm saying? Wood Harris and um, being around them and, and kind of like just being a sponge even while I was on set and asking as many questions as I could all the time and them just being my brothers and just sharing the information and sharing the knowledge with me, it, The Wire, those were like some of the best years of my life we did that from 2002 to 2008 so i didn't understand what i was on until maybe after the fifth or sixth episode and mind you i was just turning 21 mm. so i had never experienced the appearances or 
clubs or traveling to or paid gigs to just show up and, and just sit there and not do nothing but just be seen by an audience. And um, I want to say like around the fifth episode in the first season is when I started getting recognized. Like anytime I step foot outside at a mall or a gas station, girl, are you the dude from the wire? And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, cause I, I still wasn't <laughs> used to it, but you know, it, it, it just shaped, it shaped me as, as an actor, as an artist. And um, like I said, man, five seasons from 2002 to 2008, you know, we we talking about it twenty years later. And correct correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, the only character, right, to last all five seasons. Yep, yep. One of the only ones, other than you know the cops and stuff like that. But yeah. the only character that was in the street that 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 changed his life around, watched his friends get killed, had to had to kill one of his friends off, um, watched his friends get locked up. My story arc was what a lot of brothers can relate to a lot of brothers and sisters around the world can relate to because I went from, you know, I turned the negative into a positive, you know, it shows me getting out the game, getting a regular nine to five job, you know, and, um, man, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm grateful and thankful that I was able to, to last all five seasons. I'm going to tell you after we killed Michael B. Jordan's character Wallace, I thought I was done after that. Because that's my next question. <laughs> yeah, because I I was that was my next question I was about to get to. <laughs> yeah. Because as you're going through the seasons mm -hmm. and you seeing the main characters. Yeah, I'm seeing them <laughs> drop. I'm seeing them fall. Get, get killed off. Yeah. Here and there, right? So you see it from the highest, like to, from the corner yeah. boys to the top of the organization. Yeah. Cats like, you know, getting removed from the show. <laughs> yeah. Are you every season, as you start to open the script, like, man, what's coming? You just, you, you just like showed me what I would do. I would look at the script and be like, <laughs> I know I'm gonna get killed. Like, I, I mean, we killed Mike B. Jordan. Then, then when I seen D'Angelo die, I'm like, okay. Then Itra's Elba. I mean, and, and I'm going through the seasons. So I'm right. like, they they going they going off my character. I was just kind of like preparing. <laughs> but, um, and that's another thing, Lamar. We didn't, they didn't tell us beforehand. It was, mm -hmm. it was just like you just did. When we get the script, that's when you know. And you get the script for the whole season or just No, nah, you get the script show? episode by episode. Wow. So you don't know. So you don't even know. <laughs> they okay, we in season four. Yeah, they might give you two scripts, all right? Like, uh, if you in whatever season, the first and second script. So you still don't know if I'm making it to the end of the season. You, you could be halfway through and still not know. You just don't know. You two episodes away from the end. You, you just don't know. I just didn't know. And every and that's just like even when we had to do the scene where, where you know, we had to kick it with Michael B. Jordan all the way up into his, his his death when we had to do that crazy scene, he didn't know. You know, like, like when you yeah. get the script, it's like such and such dies. And you're like, what? Like, mm. it, sometimes we would get the script sitting in our trailer. Like, before we get ready yeah. to shoot, maybe for that week. Um, one of the other iconic scenes for me was when Snoop shot at me on a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. So when I'm reading that, I'm like, okay, she shoots at Poop and Poop <laughs> falls on the ground and he's bleeding. <laughs> I think that was the only, I think I, I think I read it up into him laying, laying out on the ground bleeding. And I was like, oh, that was it. <laughs> and then they're like, no, nah, you don't, you don't die. You get up. You, you brush the blood or you, or it's not even your blood. It's your friend's blood. Mm. So I'm like, oh, wow. 
you know. There's a lot of pressure for a job, man. man. Imagine somebody go to their regular job every week and you like, man. you reading your fate if you're going to work here or not I'm telling two you, weeks man. for the next two weeks. And that's and that's how that's how we look at it. Because <laughs> if you think about it for an actor, you know, it, it's a blessing to, to be in this business and work. Mm-hmm. When you get a script for a movie or a television show, once that Jones say you killed off, you got to find the next job. What else I was going to ask too, your first, you know, show that you ever auditioned for yeah. turns out to be with some regard as the best show in television history. Right. Right. The best show in television history. Yeah. Um, where, like you said, 20 plus years later, mm-hmm. people still recognize you from a role. Yeah. <laughs> where like, you like grown man out here now. You know what I'm saying? 20 <laughs> you, years later. You was like a young cat. Like, yeah. like, but now they still recognize you. They still quoting, you know, people walk up to you with quotes from the show. All the time. World going one way, people another. The global warming. All of my, all of my, all of my quotes, and you know what I'm saying. Me telling Bodie, you know, we getting old, and I mean, yeah, just, you know, just, just iconic, iconic lines, you know. Um, and uh, let, let me ask you this: starting out at such a high level, yeah, did that taint your view of how easy it would be going forward? Um, what it did. And, and this is a crazy, this is a crazy story and moment for me because when when the wire ended in 2008, I'm thinking Hollywood. I'm like, yeah, this is this is it. You know, I'm on a big, and I'm I'm getting recognized all across the country, uh, around the world. People love the show so much. From when it ended in 2008, I didn't work. <laughs> I didn't like I I would go on little auditions, not book it. Um, some of the people in Hollywood, producers, writers, managers, they didn't know who I was, you know? So it, it was kind of confusing in a way, mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I was just on the, no, I'm on the wire, you know, not, not even, not even understanding that, okay, you know, good things come to an end. Yeah. Now it's time to create another good thing, you know, or get another job. You know, I didn't, I'm thinking that, that something was just going to be handed to me after the wire. I'm like, yeah, this is it. I'm getting ready to be a big star. I'm getting ready, man, that money run out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Money run out. I had to, I had to get a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was, it was a lot of stuff once it ended in 2008 that I had to understand. And it was, it was during those moments where I said, is this entertainment industry and acting, is this something that I really want to do? Mm. And once I once I really locked my mind, it's okay. It, it, it's just time to step back a little bit and regroup. I'm going to still keep auditioning, but now it's time to start thinking about how to remain relevant. What, right. what else do I need to do? Because Hollywood, they're not knocking on my door no more. You know, they or oh, they wasn't knocking on my door anyway. Um, At the time... Me and Linda Townsend had parted ways, you know, um, because the contract was up. So it's like, she going her way, I'm going my way. And from 2008, like I said, when it ended in 2010, I'm talking no work in television or film. Mm. So I said, now it's time to use The Wire as a stepping stone. People know who I am. People recognize me. I know other people with cameras. I know other actors, writers. Now it's time to start creating my own. And in a lot of a lot of Hollywood celebrities or stars, um, 
which is what I'm getting ready to speak about what I did, would not have done this. So when I say create my own, I started linking up with local DMV filmmakers, writers, producers, actors, and we started shooting our own content. And uh, I stood on the streets of Washington, DC, 12th and F near the Warner building from 2010 to 2015. I remember this. And so merch out the trunk of my car. And 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 during that time, it was a it was it was just something. And I gotta give a lot of credit to my brother Torrance Hall. You mm -hmm. know Torrance that came out <laughs> shoot video. Torrance was the one in 2010. Because like I said, after that two year of not getting to work, I was I was still just trying to figure things out. And and at the same time, you're seeing other people get work. I'm seeing so it. so it ain't like yeah. Oh, this is normal, and everybody going through it. Nah, I, I was seeing other people. It's get literally work. you know some people going through it, and then some people are like boom, just like taking out the, off out the gate. So with with me coming to that realization and decision to create my own, and again, Torrance Hall was the one. You know, that's my brother. He said, um. Man, you you a walking billboard, mm -hmm. you know. You we, we gotta we gotta get out on the streets. We gotta impact the people. We gotta touch the people. That's good. And I I didn't under I, still me. I'm like, nah, I'm a celebrity. I ain't you never <laughs> you never catch me out standing on no so corner. Down that rope. They yeah. they, they, they <laughs> look at me yeah. across the club, yeah. Jack. Exactly. I'm like, I ain't get out <laughs> on the street going up to somebody asking, can they buy my book <laughs> or can they buy a movie that I should? But it was. I'm telling you, the first time I had ever did it, it was 2010, and um, it was Rivertown. Rivertown mm. in, in front of, you know, Rivertown yeah. parking lot. The movie theater, the Staples, Oxen Hill. And we went out there, and I had like a book bag full of, like, I ain't gonna call them low budget movies. It, they they were they were pretty cool movies or whatever. <laughs> but I'm, you know, I had my movies, I had my book in my hand that I had wrote, you know, and um, I remember the first sale I got. In 2010, this lady, hey, you the guy from The Wire. What are you doing out here? So I had to, you know, it, it was almost like, all right, you, you got to sell yourself. Right, exactly. So I'm like, yeah, I'm Trey Chaney from The Wire. You know, this is my book I wrote. It's educational. It's, it's uplifting for young people as well as adults. And I'm giving her the whole spill. And I'm like, you know, it's $15. And she pulled, she pulled like a, a 20 out and gave me the money and... I autographed it, she walked off. Then somebody else came up that saw that. Like, hey man, you the dude from The Wire. And I'm like, yeah, you know, giving them the whole spill. And then it, that that hustle shaped me into who I am actually today. Mm -hmm. You know, because it, it was like, okay, I ain't waiting for nobody to call my phone. I got bills. <laughs> I, got, right. I gotta figure out a way to get some money the legal way. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm, like I said, people know who I am, so let me bring them into my world and, and keep it real with them. Let them know, yeah. look, man, I'm creating my own content. This is what I'm doing. And the whole time, whether I realized it or not, I was building a fan base. Yeah. I was building a fan base from 2010, I want to say to 2015, five years straight, just in city to city. Because it wasn't just D.C. after a while. We we started, you know, we like, oh, all right, we're going to go to New York and do it. Let's stand in Times Square. Did the same thing. Let's go to let's go to Atlanta. Let's do that. You know what I'm saying? And then, then bounce TV calls, you know, in 2015, Saints and Centers. And George Pierre literally said he heard the casting director, George Pierre, the casting for Saints and Centers. Man, I heard what you're doing out there in DC, man, like creating your own. You know, you you, you getting wow. on the street out there the, the right way, the legal way, man. You got a book out, man. Um, I think I got a role for you for this television show on Bounce. It's already 
shooting the first season, we want to introduce you in the season finale of the first season that ends up turning into six seasons. Wow. And not even just that. Yeah. But working on that role with iconic actors where, yeah. you know, who's children, you know, who, 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 who's something <laughs> I, I mean, we got so that play, in there. So I play Kendrick Murphy and I'm the son of legendary actor Clifton Powell and legendary actress Vanessa Bell Calloway, Rex Fisher and Lady Ellen. So mind you, when George sends me the script, I don't know who Rex is. I don't know who Lady Ellie is. Wow, I didn't know that. So I, you know, so he said, yeah, it's called Saints and Sinners, man. Um, Again, you're only going to be in the uh, season finale of the first season. You know, they just, yeah, yeah, we, we picked you to do it. I was offered the role. I didn't even have to audition. You had to audition, so things shifted a little bit. So, yeah, a little shift, you know, and, and I'm like, they give me the script. I get the script, memorize the script. When I get on set, it's, it's a scene of me um, getting out of jail or being in jail. And I, and I see my father for the first time. And when I get on set, Clifton Powell is there in a jail uniform. And they like, yeah, he gonna be playing your dad. And I already knew Clifton from some of the street films that I did back in DC, when I, the films that I was selling on the yeah, streets. Clifton Powell, DMV. <laughs> Clifton <laughs> Powell, DMV, Southeast. Yeah, right. You know, um, legendary actor. Uh, and Cliff was like, Trey, like, because we already knew each other. He like, man, you playing my son? He like, all right, yeah, this is gonna be, you know, and then we 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 finish that that episode. It was the season finale. Man, next thing you know, man, when when Bounce TV premiered Saints and Sinners, man, they like, okay, we picked up for a second season. I'm still living in DMV, me, my wife, my son, my daughter, and um Bounce TV, Swirl Films and, and Bounce. They said, for second season, we want to make you a regular. They flew me to Atlanta. They had me living at the 12. And I remember. 2016, I had to shoot eight episodes. I was, I was out in Atlanta for three months straight. So I'm like, that was another experience as an actor that I've never had with somebody. Well, other than Bow Wow. When I was in a Bow Wow video, they flew me to LA. I shot the video and left. But... On a television show, they fly me out, they put me up per diem, nice check, and I'm like, oh, okay. Then I meet Vanessa Bell Calloway. Then I meet Christian Keys, Keith Robinson. I, and then, you know, Jasmine Burke. Then I start meeting, you know, other people that's from, at, and, and then the crazy part is Bodie, J.D. Williams. Yeah. Our history on the wire. You know, and he plays Jabari, I play Kendrick. You know, so it was just like a, Man, it, it it was like everything that I that I put into this business, you know, regardless on even some of the darkest days, I never gave up. I just kept, I kept pushing, I kept going, and then it leads to that. And let me ask you this, because with that second opportunity, now you got the opportunity. Now it's supposed to be maybe one thing, it goes to the next, yeah. you know, season, and now a season's going. How are you approaching it at that moment? Well, now, because you've already been through the wire thing where you're like, hey, yeah. this is yeah. like everything changes from here. Yeah. And then it was like, hold well, up, right? Like yep. it didn't. Like, like, how do you treat that? Do you treat the same? Are you treating it different in the back of your mind? Well, in the back of my mind with this now, because of everything that I went through after the wire ended to, you know, the hustle just stepped up even more. Now it's like, OK, I'm, I'm still going to create my own even at a bigger level. You know, it, not necessarily being in the streets. I don't got to be in the street no more. But at the same time, you know, th this this internet era, this age of 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, having my own website, you know, with, with merch. Like now, the, the website is me being on the street. It's right. like, okay, I can shoot this out there to all my fan base people that supported me through the years. Now they on the gram with me. Now they on Facebook with me. Now I can say, click this button, go grab my merch. You know, so right. it, I, I had to step it up to that level and then even just taking all of my experiences being in a business, the most important thing, forming and building the right relationships. Mm, so good. with Saints and Sinners, I'm in Atlanta. I'm where everything happens in television, film, music, and I'm on a popular show. So now, yeah, I'm getting up. We going to the events. We we going to hit these red carpets because I know I'm going to meet such and such, such and such. So now, you know, the the phone the phone numbers are adding up to, okay, I got I got these many people on my phone. This is what they do. I'm going to connect with them, even if it's checking in with them like, hey, man, how the family doing? How the kids doing? Let's go have lunch. Let's go do, you know, just to, right. just to, just to build. So right. with, with Saints and Sinners, that allowed me, and, and I'm, we only talking about second season. I was on it all six seasons. But that second season, living out in Atlanta, I'm like, okay, yeah, it, it's time to build this thing up. You know, so it, it was a different level of hustle and grind, a different different approach. Mm, that's good. And and um, I love it, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people in that span between it, because how many years was that again? Between the end of the wire and... Seven. Seven years. Seven straight. And, and, and let me... You know, dur during that seven year period, um, I did do Streets with Meek Mill. That was my first time having a movie on BET. Yep. We did that. We did Jamesy Boy uh, that premiered in theaters and it was on Netflix with Mary Louise Parker, James Woods, Ving Rhames. And um, I started focusing on my music. And that's where you came in. And we started doing- We ain't get there yet, sir. We ain't get there yet. We ain't get mad at yeah, people like, yeah, yeah. they ain't pay for this. We ain't get there yet. We going in the same. Yeah, so, so but no, that's where, you know, I started just, just just saying, okay, during this time, I'm going to use, I'm going to tap into all my talents. We're going to tap into music. We're going to tap into creating our own films, producing, you know, putting, putting like knowing that I'm a producer by putting budgets together. And this person is, is valuable for this. He can call this person and get his. I was booking Clifton Powell before I was on Saints and Sinners with him. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's why the respect that me and him have is is where it's at. If it wasn't for Clifton Powell, I wouldn't have an agent today. Yeah. I didn't have an agent all the way up into Saints and Sinners. And then he like, man, who's your agent? And I'm like, I don't have one. I'm still, he like, wait a minute, you don't have an agent? I'm like, nah. <laughs> second, second, third season, I, I watched Clifton Powell make one phone call. Enjoy Purvis, Jay Purvis Talent Agency. That's my agent right now. Wow. Same Relationships. Agent Relationships. Relationships again. Relationships and just constantly checking in with people and, and not not always approaching it always like business. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, we real people, we real men, real women, got families, kids, you know, re relatable things. You know what I'm saying? That we could just build on. And that 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 turns into, hey man, you know, I got this thing going on. Like with Big Daddy Kane, you know, that's my OG to this day. I, I met him when I was eight years old, but we fast forward 20, 30 years later, he's like, oh, I'm a fan of yours from The Wire. But I'm like, look at this picture. This was me. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. You know, in relationships, he was the first person in 2015. I want you to go on tour with me. I want you to spot date on tours. From there, we open it for everybody. Snoop Dogg, Rakim, Slick Rick. You know what I'm saying? I mean, 
any art, any big artist you could think of, you know, if it wasn't for Kane putting me in that situation off of relationships, you know, I understand the power of relationships. I do understand mm -hmm. that. That's good. So let, let's talk about relationships. Yeah. Um, Cause in that gap, between the gap of after the wire and before Saints and Sinners, when we ran ran into each other, when we met, yeah, and I think we met through Michelin. Shout out to Michelin. Michelin Bowman, yeah, right, right. I'm talking. About, I feel like every like four or five episodes, I mean, like Michelin get she caught in the mix make, somewhere, yeah, right? She in the mix. She always in the mix somehow. So, um, you know, uh, I ran the IT department at TV station. We yeah, got a, a TV. Sh we got a, a web show that we doing. I think you came in for an interview for that. I think, yeah. Um, but afterwards, right. Um, what struck me there was that you was a good dude. Mm -hmm. Like my radar always up for good people, right? Yeah. Cause most people, most people necessarily not good, but they just like in the margins, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> so when I meet somebody I feel like is a good person, I'm just like, ah, that's different. And it's a little refreshing. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I remember we, we meet, we start to build a relationship. You know, I think you probably came to the house one time. Yeah, I did. This stuff was for Black and Married. Oh, Cause we were starting to shoot things. Um, but what was wild is I remember you um, hitting me up and saying, I want you to shoot this video. Yeah. And I've been doing, no, I, before that, let me backtrack. Before that, you I reached out to you and Aisha about being in our first film, Happily Ever After. Yeah. Because y'all did the Happily Ever After joke. Yeah. So y'all did shout, that. Shout out to my wife, screening, man. Right? Yeah. Aisha shout Chaney, out to Aisha Chaney, Chaney yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so y'all did Happily Ever After, right? Uh, told your story in there, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Our very first film. Um, so we build a relationship, doing stuff, you know, right. make it happen. Um, and then, uh, the fatherhood video. Yeah. And actually, as I can remember, right, I'm going back through it, man. We've been like through so much stuff together. I know. I'm going back through it. I think what happened is we had did a movie around manhood. Um, mm -hmm. in the, in the manhood movie, we did a movie called Men Ain't Boys. And I think I remember talking to you, uh, we was at National Harbor. And I was out there for something and you came out. Yeah. I, I think remember. I was out there for the conference and you came out because I remember you came out to yeah. the conference. I remember like it was yesterday. And we were talking. Yeah. And um, I think you were saying, I don't even know if father was made yet, but I think you were saying you could make it or something. No, you, I'm going to tell you the story. This this was the story. <laughs> this is what you did. You're looking at me, man. This, you know, you got to no. tell. I be, I be forgetting this, stuff. This, this is what you did. No, you, you got it. You, you was at the National Harbor. Um, of course, we had already had our relationship built. Exactly. Um, but, you at the harbor, I come to the hotel, I'm like, yeah, yep. bro, I'm pull up for you. You know what I'm saying? And you like, man, you should, you should really consider, you know, uh, you know, like, I know you do music, but you should, you, you should consider speaking on fatherhood. And, you know, you got Malachi, you got Martina, you, you got your family, you're a family oriented dude. And you, when you said that, something just clicked in my head. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm a hip hop artist that's not like what people are used to seeing. Exactly. Meaning, a lot of people in hip hop, a lot of adults, they like, man, it's too negative. You know, we we need positivity in hip hop. We need somebody that's really talking about something and can rap and can entertain. So I'm like, I have all of those qualities when it comes to music. And if it, I'm I'm gonna tell you, man, if it wasn't for you, Lamar, sparking that idea on my real life, because fatherhood. When I wrote that, and shout out to Don Cox that produced it. Yeah. When I wrote Fatherhood, that was my that's my real life. You and know. That's, and going back, that's <laughs> what I, that's what I actually remember now. Yeah. It was like it would be too easy for you. You was on the wire. 
it would it'd be too easy for you to, to go to Wayne. Yeah. But but at the <laughs> yeah. same time, you sound just like everybody else. Right. Right. And I remember I was like, man, you know, like there is another lane over here. Yeah. Where you can step into that lane and dominate. You said there's another lane and not even really being all the way clear on what that lane was going to be. But exactly. it's like, you're like, look, it's another lane for positivity. Like, but fatherhood, you kept stressing that. And you was like, I'm telling you, man, like, you do a record on, on, on this joint. And, and I think fatherhood was supposed to be for the men ain't boys. It was supposed yeah, to be Yeah, we someone doing it together. Because that's what I was like. Hey, yeah, you know, we do then, a movie. You can, you can, you can, we can tour. <laughs> yeah. Going to places. You do right. a song. You know, I saw and, a movie. And then when I wrote the song, I sent it to you. And you like, yeah, this is it. And I'm like, well, you shoot the video. And by that time, y'all was living in ATL. Yeah, but but this is what most cats want. This is what I want people listening to get. Right? Okay. Number one, right? Because you might be listening saying, well, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a musician. I'm not, a, I'm mm -hmm. not an entertainer. I'm not an actor. But what you did at that moment is you niched down. And you said, it's a big pool of people doing this one thing, but I'm going into a lane over here yeah. where I'm going to be a part of your one. Yeah. And I can create my own lane and my own thing and my own audience. But then the second thing is when we said, okay, we're going to do it and do the video, man, like people always waiting for something. <laughs> I know. And we wasn't waiting, though. We wasn't waiting. So I remember yeah. you said that, man. Like, I went, I'll never forget, I went to, um, we had just moved down to Atlanta, but like the month before, new thing was coming. I went to Best Buy on 301 in Waldorf, Maryland. And bought. Bought a $699 <laughs> Canon, yeah. T, you know, T3i camera. Yeah. It was like, let's get to it. Came came to the house, mm -hmm. painted the wall in the garage. You you know what? But before you continue, th this is another thing. You, you took that initiative step, but... I took the step of saying, you in Atlanta, that's 10 hours from DC. Me, my son, Torrance, and my father, father we're going too. to drive. We're going to drive from DC to Atlanta. You got the equipment, I'm coming to shoot the video. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be there. I, I'll be there in 12 hours. We came out this joint, man. We, we got a hotel and i never forget, that was the first time I had ever experienced Atlantic Station. That was what, in 2012, yeah. 2011? And um, that that moment in, in that video was just, it was, it was too, it was so heartfelt and so, so real. And, yeah. and that's when I started understanding, even as an artist today, when I when I when I write, I'm I'm writing from a real place. Even mm -hmm. if I'm at the club or whatever, I'm writing from a place of, hey, this is really what. I've experienced, but fatherhood was the first song that people could look at me and say, oh yeah, that's what you saying. Oh, but no, I'm gonna put my dad in the video. I'm gonna put my son yeah. in the video. I'm gonna put my real life family in this joint. What's wild about that joint? I mean, we shot like 85% of that joint is in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> like two different backgrounds on the wall. The green, the green right? screen. It's yeah. like one shot at my kitchen table, one shot of Malachi brushing his teeth at and, the sink, which, room, which I seen that joint earlier this year, and I was like, look how young this guy looks. Man. Right? Wow. But then going to Atlantic Station, but the other thing is wild about that trip to Atlantic Station, that's the first time I realized you're a celebrity. Yeah. Because don't forget, like every time I had been interacting with you before was at my job, at my house, yeah. at y'all's house. It was never out. That was our first time in public, yeah. and we're out. Now this is, what, what year was this? It had to be like 2010. Yeah, 2010, 2011, yeah. Yeah, this is, or, yeah, this is, let's ask this is actually later, 20, this is 2011, like you said, this is 2011. Yeah. So 2011, the wire ends in when? 2008. 2008. 2008, this is 2011, <laughs> yeah. as we walk into Atlantic Station, mm -hmm. 
I'm saying like the double take, and I ain't never seen, I don't get double takes when I'm out. I don't right. know what this is, Trey. Right. <laughs> so I'm seeing double takes. Yeah. I'm seeing people tapping each other on the shoulder. I'm yeah. seeing people coming up. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, man. Like this yeah. is years, this is years later, right? Years later. Which, which is just to an average person, that's wild. Right. But but we get the video done. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanna like, I, I still teach what we did to my clients yeah, man. nowadays, right? <laughs> yeah. And I call it leveling up. So I took the video, put it on our blogs. They had friends that had blogs and I shared it with them. Mm -hmm. And then once I shared it with them. They shared it. They shared it, right? Yeah. And then we got all of them together. And this is, this is the beauty of teamwork. Cause I keep saying like too many people trying to do it on their own. Yeah, man. So I got that piece going, but then what you had was online hustling relationships. So then you take all of them <laughs> links and you hitting everybody like, look at what they talking about. And then I had my little street squad, uh, Torrance and Deuce Double and my friend, and we 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 was we was in the street sharing it. We was online Twitter. That's when oh man, Twitter and Facebook. We was going crazy on those on those sites. So. But, but go ahead. Nah, so what I loved <laughs> is that then we would then take the blog post and take the blog post and then take those to the newspaper for the for the online and say, hey, yep. Washington Post, right? I forgot the brother Washington Post. Yeah. Um that was Yeah, that was our man too. I forgot Pierre? his Yeah, I think it was Pierre. I think it was Pierre. Yeah, right. Yeah. But like like he would look Chris out is over there now though. And yeah. create something, right? Um, you know, uh New York Post. Huffington Post. Huffington Post, Huffington right? Post. Like all they yeah. were doing. Then we would take all them links. And go to the local TV stations and say, hey, look, yeah. you know, local guy, celebrity getting all this buzz around the fatherhood, Man. look at all the blogs and all the newspapers talking about it. Then we would take them and go to national. And so literally just like people always saying like, you know, I got something great. Let me like try to get on Good Morning America. Nah. But you got something great. Like just get on social, get on the just, blog. Just get on the blog. And leverage that up to, to level day, up. People still don't understand that level up with, with certain blogs. Like... You still have to, like you said, if you got something great, if you got something you believe in, and, and something that also something that people will be able to relate to. Because so mm. many fathers and and mothers, they related to that video. You know, they seen even the stuff we were saying in it. And, and um, but from taking it from those blogs to Washington Post, Huffington Post, to all of these different outlets, it it leads to BET reaching out. So we created we we created it from the ground up. It was nobody nobody drove out here with us, you know. Nobody was in your garage with us while we were shooting that. But um, we created something from the ground up, and for BT to reach out and say we're building, they didn't just have me on there. I was on there, and they built the show around it. One hundred six and Park. One hundred six and Park. The number one show probably yeah. on BT at that time, which oh, was yeah. a joint. If you had music to get on. That and again, built the show around it, mm -hmm. right? Around that video and your message, which was big because um, if somebody younger listening, right, may not know, yeah. like I said, that was the video show yeah. of that time, yeah. right? Where people go home and tune in to see like what was happening in the hip hop on was a on national air. level, man. But yeah. they literally created a show around fatherhood where they stopped it, created a town hall, you know, I like mean, out of teen summer and, type and, back and in the know, days. And you know, I used to always throughout the years when I was on The Wire, I used to see my cast members get called to make an appearance on 106 and Park. Mm. I never got called. And I used to be like, I wonder why why, why wouldn't they ever call me for 106 and Park? Like what, I, I would see all of my cast members sitting on the couch. And I mean, I used to be like, well, I don't know. But for them 
for me to get on 106 in part by myself though, and stand on my own and have my own video and premiere it and they build a show around it, that just goes to show. It's like, you know what? Just be patient. Just just wait. Cause your your time, and it's for anybody that's out there that might feel overlooked, you know, not 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 being seen. If you keep putting in the work and you you keep grinding and hustling and you putting out something, like I said, that people can relate to, that that time will come. I mean, it's no set number or months or years on it, but for me, that's it's always happened to me like that in my whole career. And you know what I don't forget about that moment? There's only one other video they showed. They showed two videos yeah, that they showed fatherhood. And the other video was a video from Interscope. Interscope And Records. that video had <laughs> Yeah. Pyro, techniques, <laughs> car crash, yeah. explosion. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at that joint like, man, this joint look like a million dollar video. Yeah. And I said, we made it to this level with a $700 camera from Best Buy, a joint we shot in my garage, yeah. and half, <laughs> half, a day, half a day we spent between the suburbs yeah. and, and, and Atlantic Station and the in mix, Atlanta. And the mix on the song was only like $100. Listen. Getting it mixed and, you know, like, I mean, but it just it just goes to show, man. Like you said, we, we understand what building something from the ground up really represents. And that's even to, like I said, to this day, that's what has shaped my career to this day. Like I still take something and say, okay, I'm gonna turn this into, I'm gonna turn this into something, you know? And it, and it's just, it, it, that's that's just how it works. So I want I want to talk real quick about what happened after that. So after the fatherhood joint take off, yeah. Now you go on places, you get calls performing, yeah. right? Now yeah. people pulling you in. People got you speaking on fatherhood, Man. right? You moving because you got a lane and you created it. To this day. But you know what's <laughs> wild is I remember you came back to me and said, hey. Yeah. The you Maryland got... State Education Association. <laughs> yeah, the Maryland. They want us to do a new joint. Yeah. And they want to get it on 106 and Park. They want to run, they want us to run it up the exact same yeah. way. I said, Trey, what is it about? What'd Read. you tell me? It's about reading. Reading. Young people reading 30 minutes a day. Bruh, I'm, I'm going to congratulate you on your faith. Cause I was like, this ain't gonna work. Yeah. I said, fatherhood is a hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. get that joint. I said, bro, we're not making it on back of 106 Park. Yeah. I'm about nobody reading no books. And I love books. Yeah. But I said, people, that, that ain't gonna work. But we did that joint again. But the idea of it, you know, we still hip hop. It, it, it's still hip hop. Hip hop is the biggest genre of music a, across the country, around the world. And we gonna do it in a way, again, where we engage people, mm -hmm. whether that be kids, parents, and we're going to shoot it at my old middle school, the middle school I went to, Andrew Jackson. You oh, came, oh, Martin Luther King, that was a it was a holiday. It was a holiday. They and brought they, the kids And in. they opened up the school for us, and it was packed with the kids. And then I called the Beach Your Feet Kings, yeah. who they I still got a relationship with to this day. We still do shows. Um, but another thing, that was another thing, man. We, we believed in it at the time, you know, 106 Park still on. Because my thing is, none of y'all's artists have a product like this. Like th this is stuff like half of the execs at, at these networks, at these companies, you got kids, right? Mm. So I'm explaining my work because I know it so well because it's mine. I'm explaining my work because I know it, but I know it's something you can't deny. Like even if you deny it, you can't deny it. Your kid probably going to have to watch this in school one day. Yeah. You know, and it's hip hop. But yeah, man, again, you know, <laughs> radical readers. And and then what yeah. I love about that is that leaves you doing more external work again. 
Because I say you speaking more. And then you're doing multi-city school tours. Then you, you know, getting yeah. interviewed by the schools. And then all this stuff is creating more press. Yeah. So you essentially create like your own total lane in rap. Yeah. Where, like a few years ago, you didn't even see this thing, right? Nah. But it's, again, it's a space where nothing is there, but you go into the space and you create money. Create it. Like so many times, you know, we looking for what's the easy path to get something, but sometimes you got to create the path. Exactly. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, and, and that's the path that was created. That was the path that was created. Um, man, look at you, you got me going down memory lane. E even with Mike Bully, you know, we, <laughs> I mean, mm. just, you, you did Fatherhood Radical Readers. You did Mike Bully. You did Live World AIDS Anthem. We shot that right here in, in ATL at the, the, the AIDS Memorial, uh, the yeah, facility. The AIDS quilt, yeah. Yeah. You did self-made star. <laughs> you know that's my favorite. That's the joint I <laughs> which, to do. which that song got picked up in Jamesy Boy. That was my first, one of my first placements mm. in a, you know, in a in a movie, my song. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I see you still hustle now, just like you did then. You know what I'm saying? You say, yeah. I'm gonna take something, I'm gonna move it somewhere, I'm gonna get it, right? Mm -hmm. You did. Um, unconventional paths where, like I said, you say, hey, like everybody's music going this way. Yeah. Even though I throw it out there, I throw a lot of stuff out to a lot of people. Most people don't take it. Mm -hmm. But you took that joint and went a whole different path that allowed you to create a whole new career mm -hmm. that was different. To this day. Like yeah. I said, and still be touring places, still be hitting places. You know, I never forget, like, like when I would go back and look at some of the videos and seeing like comments down it where they be like, this is the guy that performed at my school. Yeah. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is like poop on the wire. <laughs> yeah. In one world, but in another world, they like, they know he's the guy that, that like rock the performance at the school. Yeah. And the educators are thanking you and hugging you and bringing you in. I know, man. Um, <laughs> to, you know, starting the very first thing you do is the biggest show in the history of television mm -hmm. to having a, a dry spell, but not giving up and then bouncing back. Right. And not just bouncing back with Saints and Sinners, but you got a new project. Yeah. Uh, we can talk, we, we can't talk about what, it, what you're doing in it, yeah. but we can talk about the name. What, yeah, what's man. the name of that thing? Um, well, I am announcing right here on Traffic, Sales, and Profit, I am going to be making an appearance on BMF season two. Nice. Uh, January, 2023, shout out to Stars, Randy Huggins, 50 Cent. Um, you know, the news broke and, you know, people, the internet went crazy when they seen all the pictures of me and, and Lil Meech. And, and I, one thing I can say, um, this headlines coming out that I manifested it. And, and the reason why they're saying Trey Chaney manifests his role on BMF season two is because, again, I had auditioned for first season at least seven times. I, had ne I never got cast for nothing in first season. Mm. Seven times straight. George Pierre, the casting director. Now, one time that I get discouraged, I kept showing up, knowing my lines from top to bottom. Whatever the character was dressed like, I'm coming in there dressed like the character. I'm gonna keep showing up until whatever is in my mind that I'm gonna get this role until it comes to fruition. And and I, I swear, that's exactly how it came about. Um, the, the great part about it is, of course, I've ran into 50 Cent plenty of times. Real cool brother, always, every time we see each other. Um, George Pierre, he casted me for Saints and Sinners. But me earning the opportunity to get the role felt 
a lot better other than mm -hmm. just somebody saying, hey, I'm going to just throw it to you because of who you are. No, I really want to go in there and I want to memorize six, seven pages of dialogue and show you yeah. that I'm the man for the job. And that came about. 20 years later, um, last year, we own this city. Right. Same creators from HBO. Same creators from The Wire. They called me 20 years later after playing poop from 2008 to 2000, no, 2002 to 2008. I get a call in 2021. And they're like, Trey, we got this role for you. But again, I had to audition for We Own This City to play a cop, police officer Gordon Hall, which was the, it's a limited series on HBO, HBO Max, true story about the Baltimore um, Police Department Task Force. And, um, Man, just again, it, it was one of those moments where one day I'm chilling in the crib and I'm like, man, I got to audition for these different projects. And then I get that call no less than maybe a couple days after my 40th birthday last year. It, it I was gone living in Baltimore for four months, you know, it, shooting this show, you know. So um, it just goes to show, man, like you said, I, I just don't I don't believe in letting grass grow under my feet you know, or, or getting stagnant or getting complacent or content. Nah, we, we gonna keep on, we gonna keep going. As long as I'm living and breathing, we, we gonna keep on hustling, man. We gonna keep grinding in a smart way. You know what I'm saying? And, and building these relationships and, and knocking these projects out. I love it, man. You know what this, this interview is reminding me of three words, relationship, uh, hard work and hustle. Yeah. So tell the people how they can follow you, Trey, where they get more information yeah. about you, your projects, what you got going on in the music. Definitely. You got new music too. Yeah, man, I just, I just dropped a new 10 song visual album. It's Chaney Vision Dreams Volume 1, Do Y'all Hear Me? That's the name of the project. Uh, all 10 songs, shot 10 videos to all 10 songs. It's available everywhere where you can buy music. It's available on ChaneyWay.com, which is my site, which is where the merch is available as well. And um, you definitely can follow me on Instagram. It's Trey Chaney Vision. Uh, Twitter, at Trey Chaney. And then, of course, Facebook, Trey Poot Chaney. You know, because of the whole wire thing. Yeah, man. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, um, I'm out here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm building. I'm, I'm networking. And, you know, we, we putting out our own projects and really just, you know, giving, giving the people good content. That's what it's about. All right, so you heard it directly from the man himself. I want you to focus on the three things in your own business, relationship, hard works, and hustle. And don't forget, just like Trey told you, never give up. Keep moving towards the goal. Even if the goal don't get there when you think it should get there, the main thing is it will arrive one day as long as you don't stop. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. Hey, do me a favor. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe and follow us on this platform right now to make sure you do not miss a beat as we drop new episodes and additional content every single week. Also, if you'd like to get access to a free paperback copy of my book, access to the TSP Traffic Sales and Profit free Facebook group, our challenges, resources, our events, and more, make sure you visit us at www.trafficsalesandprofit.com forward slash podcast.